welcome to Sacred Stories, a podcast by the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats in Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Sacred Stories is hosted by Reverend Dustin Pickett, Elizabeth Montgomery, Megan Crowley, Rachel Bell, and myself, Mike Bennett. Join us every other week as a member of the UD community shares how their story intersects with a reading from a sacred text and encourages us to explore that same intersection in our own life. All right, welcome everyone to our final podcast of the 2020-2021 academic year. Uh, for Sacred Stories. We thought for this final episode, we would do something a little bit special, at least in our eyes, and uh, do a live recording via Zoom of each of us sharing some of the highlights that we've experienced from the episodes of our podcast over this year. So um, the four of us from the Clever Office in Campus Ministry, Christian Leadership Vocation and Retreats Office, are here to offer some of those reflections uh, for us as we send you off into the summer vacation. So with that, I will throw it over to Rachel for us to hear about your memorable episode. Yeah, thanks. I don't know about you guys, but it was really hard for me to narrow it down to one episode. Like the whole time I was going Mm -hmm. through, I was like, oh, this one. And the next one was like, oh, but this resonates. Like that was just really hard. Um, But the one that I uh, want to focus on is Elena, uh, Elena Neese, her podcast, but she shares a little bit about Joan of Arc and talks about her love of the saints. And one of the things she said, like off the bat that I just like loved was her reminder that saints are also imperfect people following God Mm -hmm. and how like they're human too, which is just a great reminder to have all the time. Uh, But she also, in sharing about her love of saints and Joan of Arc specifically, also shares a little bit about her story as a totus tuus missionary. And one of the things in her story that she really talks about is that she wasn't sure what she was signing up for going into it. And that like she had these set expectations and that those didn't pan out in the way she was imagining. And I was just like, yes, like that just really connected with me for this year. Uh, I think going into this school year that just like looks so different, it was kind of like, I don't know what I'm signing up for working and being a student in a pandemic. Like, what does this look like? And she shares a little bit about, she calls them like arrows in your neck uh, based off of like her story of Joan of Arc and those things that are just troublesome for her in her story of being a missionary. Mm -hmm. And how many we all had this year of those things that were just pains that we had to deal with and she really shares like this beautiful story about transforming like what seems to be a pain also delivers the most grace and I know for me looking back this year those things that were really the biggest struggles like also had the most moments of grace and talking with a lot of other people even in the middle of this weird sometimes frustrating or even a little crappy year like (laughs) There were so many moments of grace in that as well. And 
So that was something that I really appreciated that we're all called to be saints. And in these moments of struggle, like those are the moments where our potential for sainthood really blossoms if we really respond out of that desire to love and serve God. Hmm. Yeah, Rachel, I feel like that's such a relatable sentiment. Um, this is Megan Crowley talking, by the way. Um, I feel like that idea of challenge bringing the most opportunity for growth or the most opportunity to receive some sort of grace from it um, is something that is just applicable and helpful in life in general beyond just a pandemic. <laughs> I feel like in my life, the times when I've encountered challenge has has given me the most opportunity to lean into that challenge and to grow in some way, shape, or form. It's not to say challenge is in our life for the specific purpose of growth. I think oftentimes there's maybe not a reason for encountering challenge or difficulty. Um, but in those moments, yeah, God, God works with us and in us um, and unites with us to help us become the best versions of ourselves that, that we can be. So, yeah, I love, I love that episode. That was a good one. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks Rachel for that reflection. Megan, I'm curious if you want to share a little bit about a podcast stuck out to you. Sure. Um, so the, the episode that I chose to, to think on and reflect on was Sammy Neewoner's episode. And in that episode, she talks about an essay by Mary Andrew about um, and the, the essay itself focuses on being on the subway and noticing little moments of beauty. And Sammy offers a reflection from a class that she's in for the Chaminade Scholars Program, um, Vocation in the Arts. And the assignment was to take pictures of beauty throughout the semester. And originally she had every intention of using her nice camera and really planning all of these things out. But then she, she came to this realization of the assignment is to notice everyday beauty. So she challenged herself to just take pictures on her phone and not time thing, not plan things out. So she talks about taking pictures of her street and noticing how things change and how the sky changes every day and um, how the light shines differently on the buildings across the street, depending on the time of day. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing that stuck out to me from that episode was this idea of intentionally practicing the noticing things um, and really trying to seek ordinary beauty. That's kind of how Sammy puts it. Um, and I, I think this is such a relatable idea because especially during this pandemic year when we've been forced to kind of either spend time alone or really scale back our social lives or um, what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, we've almost been forced <laughs> to find beauty in like very ordinary things. You know, I think about going for walks in my little neighborhood and it's not an event really in any other time of my life that I would look forward to. But during a pandemic, my daily walks around my neighborhood, I started to notice certain people that I'd never met before or how the trees change depending on the season and you know how the spirit of my neighborhood even just changes based on the time of year. Um, 
And so this idea of noticing things and intentionally practicing noticing ordinary beauty, I think it's something that we've all had to do, but in a lot of ways helps us to connect with the world around us in a totally different and, and deeper way. Um, yeah, so that's that's my reflection on, on Sammy's episode. I just, well, one, I love Mary Andrew. I follow her on Instagram, shout out to her. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a really relatable episode and one that I found myself thinking about a lot as the, as the week went on. So yeah, that was mine. Both of those episodes you all highlighted and your reflections on them really demonstrate like not only how this was a really challenging year, I think that (laughs) easily goes, easily goes unsaid. Um, but I think you both have really helped me think about like, what are the ways that even amidst these challenges of this past year, we've grown and the ways that, I mean, in some ways we've been forced to grow, but how do we kind of return to like what you're talking about that ordinary or how do we embrace the challenge to help us become, you know, more faithful individuals or how does it, how does it impact the way that we live our faith that we exercise our relationship with God, you know, those, those sorts of things. So yeah, yeah, very powerful. Yeah. I do echo um, what Rachel said that, you know, thinking about one of these podcasts was really tough because we had a lot of really great, um, so many good ones, great speakers this year. It was, it was a lot of fun for me, like doing lots of editing and listening to them behind the scenes. So even as you, as you mentioned things, like it helps me recall. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, so I think for me it was tough, but I will say, um, you know, both the episodes that you have pointed out are, are provocative in ways that help us grow. And I think for me, um, along that same vein, Gabriel Guys Bowdies was the episode that stuck out to me, um, particularly because. He, he emphasized this notion from Dr. Joy DeGruy, um, the, the question of, and how are the children? Um, so particularly for me, you know, his attention to how are we being attentive to the health of our children, of the children in our society? And in a, in a lot of ways, I heard him saying, you know, how are children a barometer of the wellness of our society? Um, for me, in some ways, that was a, a callback to the scriptural verse of, you know, faith like a child. And, and what does that mean? Um, <clears throat> but I think Gabriel, in a very powerful way, wove, um, he wove the sense of, of racism that we've seen and racial injustice that we've seen over this past year into that theme. And for me, that was really powerful because I know I've been trying to do a lot of self-work and reflection um, around dynamics of racism and equity and inclusion. And what does that mean for our society, especially the things we're seeing in our world um, right now? (laughs) And so I think in a lot of ways, I was grateful to Gabriel for his strong articulation of that um, and the strong example that he gave us about, you know, what do the children teach us and also the responsibility and power that comes with 
um, the influence on children. And so, you know, thinking about this from a professional lens too, certainly diversity, equity, inclusion is important. Um, But I also think, you know, college students aren't really children. (laughs) Um, But it is true that we're all children of God. And so maybe I'm, maybe I'm stretching a little bit here, but, you know, I think there's a lot of ways that um, we care for others in the work that we do and we're also cared for. And so just trying to reflect on that and think about what is, what does all that say about our society and what does that say about like the current state and the wellness of our society and how do we have an impact on that for the, for the better. Thank you, Mike, for even just reminding me of that image um, of being a child of God and what that means and um, that unconditional love and support and grace and blessing um, that God bestows upon us to, you know, be mindful of that, but also how you said in regards to um, having seeing the pandemic and taking the time away um, to do the self-work and reflection um, through um, the opportunity that's been given to us, uh, maybe the extra time that has not always been seen as a blessing can be a blessing as far as, you know, needing to grieve those little losses throughout the year of missed opportunities um, or, you know, trips that we had had planned or internships or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. what we thought was going to be uh, on store or, you know, happening over this last year, um, needing to rearrange our schedules and change our plans because of uh, the pandemic. Um, Thinking more about that and reflecting and again as Rachel and Mike said it was so hard to kind of pick an episode to to say oh this um, this would be uh, wonderful for me to talk about because um, I love being able to hear everything that the students and the faculty and staff shared um, throughout the podcast um, but one thing in Maggie Fetter's uh, episode um, she uh, chose to focus on the scripture from Matthew, um, actually Matthew uh, 5, 35 to 37. And the verse within those couple of verses um, that really spoke to me was, um, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And, um, you know, reflecting back upon this last year for the pandemic, for me, um, having the ability to um, not be gone every night or doing something. Um, I tend to be a person that uh, wants to be a people pleaser in a, in a sense in regards to uh, if somebody asks me to do something, I tend to say yes or over uh, say yes um, to things because I want to be of service or I want to be helpful. Um, and having the ability to, um, to, you know, be forced to stay home really made me reflect intentionally on once things open up and, and we're able to do a lot more, um, for me to 
uh, reflect more on um, wanting to say a firm yes and not let it be because I, I feel like I have to say yes so that I can be authentic to myself and be um, true to and intentional with who I'm um, spending time with and the um, things that I'm uh, wanting to be um, of service to. So in, in listening to how that has challenged Maggie and how she has truly been able to be more authentic to herself by reflecting more on what she's giving her time um, to do, I think was really good for me to hear. Um, and it also allowed me to, you know, um, see a different side of her and all the students who were able to be uh, vulnerable and authentic um, to be able to share about their lives and uh, what, you know, what faith means to them was really special. I love that word you used a couple times, Elizabeth, on intentionality and being aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it and like the purpose behind it that we're not just you know, getting through the motions, but like living, like authentically living our lives. And I think all of these podcasts and these episodes have helped, at least for me personally, with some of that intentionality of like intentionally bringing different reflections of faith into my weeks, hearing different voices, hearing different perspectives, and being able to live a little more intentionally with the food for reflection that they've all given me, all the ones you guys mentioned all of the ones that we didn't get a chance to mention. Yeah, totally agree, Rachel. Um, and I think it's interesting too, thinking about how each of these little nuggets of reflection can kind of all connect together too. Um, and Elizabeth, the, your reflection on like letting your yes be a full yes also reminds me of what Mike shared about like racial equity. Like if we're saying yes, we need to live in a world that is racially just, and um, I am gonna live a life of that is dedicated to doing the work of anti-racism. That needs to be a wholehearted yes. And we have to keep coming back to this question of, you know, how are the children and, and how, how are we as a society doing? Um, so it's just interesting thinking about all of these podcasts as we hold them all together, how there's these threads of truth that, that go from one to the other. And there's constant kind of coming back to and mulling over and Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, guys, we put together a great podcast. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I actually have similar sentiments that Rachel and Megan shared there about that. Yes, because as you were talking about that, Elizabeth, I was even thinking about the implications of the yes. And so I was thinking about how in this pandemic, you know, and as we, as we make decisions about who we're going to be around, and things, places we're going to go and what we're going to do. I know that I've had to even think then. So if I say yes to being at this event, then what does that mean for how I'm going to impact the people I'm around after that? Or so, you know, even on a, like thinking about just that dynamic. So if I say yes to something, what does that say to this other person? What, what does that do in general? What implications does that have? Um, 
is powerful. And I feel like, so one thing I forgot to mention about Gabriel's podcast that it's insightful for me. So I, I do have two kids. And so that notion of, of children is like really at the forefront of my mind, especially because they're so young. But I think in a lot of ways, we've all highlighted how this past year has really caused us in some ways, maybe to hold up a mirror and do a little bit of that reflection and, and self-work. And I often find that kids can be that mirror, like being around my kids so much. I can tell when my daughter gets frustrated and is trying to say that, like express that. Yes, she's learning how to express <laughs> frustration. So it's not always just me, but there's certainly times where she does things and I'm, it's like a mirror is being held up and I'm seeing, uh, that is how I'm acting. And I need to like, I need to change that. <laughs> um, and so I just think, yeah, it's, it's incredible how this type of reflection and, and work really causes us to hold up that mirror, but also be intentional, like Megan's saying about where does that lead us? Where does that work take us? And what does that mean we, we commit to? I think the other beautiful thing about this um, ability to hear these stories and, and get to know those who've shared through the Sacred Stories podcast is to, as Megan said, it is important to, you know, continue to do the work um, in regards to a lot of what had been um, shared and, you know, the challenges that the different people gave through the podcast and to know that we're not alone in feeling um, the way that we do in regards to wanting to bring a more just world uh, into being and that it's affirming to know that there are others that feel the same way who want to encourage um, you know us to to do this work and um, it's it's uh, very encouraging and exciting yes I echo that Elizabeth <laughs> all of that you said it so much better than I could have I doubt that Rachel <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, great. Well, thanks to each of you for sharing some of those reflections. Um, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't just give a general thank you to everybody who's had a hand in, in the podcast this year. You know, all those from our community, both faculty, staff, and students who have shared um, some of their sacred stories. Um, I think of Sammy and Riley working in our office and helping with publicity and that sort of thing. And there's a whole slew of people who helped me figure out <laughs> how to do some of these podcasting things in the beginning. Um, and we've, we've come a long way in what we've learned. Um, I think we might also be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that Rachel is graduating. I know. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Exciting for her, but sad for the clever office. Yeah. <laughs> I will miss you down. all so much. Yeah. You'll be missed. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't also acknowledge Reverend Dustin, who now works in the multi-ethnic education and engagement center uh, on campus. He switched, switched roles just a few months ago, um, but he was also instrumental. I remember when we talked about this idea in the beginning of the year and he suggested we put together a recording schedule and I was kind of like, yeah, what is that? <laughs> what goes in that? So, um, so thanks, thanks to Rev D. Uh, and I think we can, I don't know if there's any other thoughts from around the table here, but. I'm ready to, I can go ahead and close us out with a prayer um, that is a bit of a, an 
homage to Rev D um, because it is a prayer that we commonly would use, he commonly would use at our interdenominational worship services. And so we'll send our whole community, our whole UD community into the summer with this in hopes that we'll return refreshed in the fall and ready for another semester, hopefully with less COVID protocols <laughs> um, and maybe more, more faces. Now may the mountains rise in praise. May the valleys bow in worship. May the trees sway in adoration. May the rivers overflow in exceeding joy. And may you, the children of God, always be reminded that you are loved. Go in peace. Amen and shame. Thanks for listening to Sacred Stories, produced by Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Our theme music is by Scott Paplo, Campus Minister for Liturgical Music. We invite you to rate and review us wherever you may be listening to this podcast so that it's easier for others to find. Additionally, please consider subscribing to our podcast so that you might receive notifications of when new episodes are released. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as our Campus Ministry website. We hope this and future episodes help inspire you to explore the sacred experiences and intersections with your own life journey. If there are ways we can support and accompany you in your journey of faith, please reach out to us. You can learn more about Campus Ministry on our website, udayton.edu slash ministry, our Instagram, which is at udcampusministry, and our Facebook. Check out our videos on our Campus Ministry YouTube channel and our upcoming events for undergraduate students on 1850. Peace and God bless.